0: Hi, my name is Joy. If you're here for the first time, it's great to have you with us. In a moment, we're going to start out with our worship, with one song, and then we're gonna continue our worship by bringing our tithes and offerings to Jesus. Finally, we're going to hear a life-changing message from our senior pastor, Pastor Antwerp. But before we get to that, we've got some amazing news. Woohoo! We're going to be back into in-person services on the 3rd of October at 9 a.m. at our new venue, the Centurion Theatre. <laughs> yes, our new venue is the Centurion Theatre. We have partnered with them to have our services there on a Sunday morning at 9 a.m. and together we're go- working to impact the community and to serve the families in our city. We are so excited. It's. So go and check them out and then give them some support and love on Facebook and online. Let's open in prayer. Jesus, we love you so much. I pray that today you will work in our hearts to change us, that we will all grow and that we will become more like you. I pray that you will pour out your love on those who who need it the most today, Lord. Let us all encounter you again today. We love you, Lord. Amen.
1: will not fail me now. You won't fail me now in the waiting. The same God who's never late is working all things out. You're working all things out. Yes, I God that never fails will not fail me now. You won't fail me now in the waiting. The shame God who's never late is working all things out. You're working all
2: Hey family it's our giving moment where we give God our best and we truly believe that he will take care of the rest. So we're doing this um, giving series where we trying to teach everyone a more on biblical giving and the series is called The Blessed Life and in this series we're learning about the principles of giving the basic principles of good stewardship. So you can get ready to give but here is principle number two. You can write down it's a test. It's Test. You know, when I arrived at school on some days, the teacher would say, Get ready, there's a test. And I would be, What test? You know, what many Christians don't understand is that God also gives us a test. And you and I, we take this test every time we get paid. The test is, Whom are you going to thank for your income? And you take this test by what you do with the first 10% of your income. Who are you going to thank? Or worship with that money now some people thank visa you know it's the first people that get the money they pay them first the problem is that visa doesn't have the power to bless your finances but God does so I want to read you this verse it's it's well a couple of verses it's in Malachi chapter 3 verses 6 and 7 and it says I am God yes I am I haven't changed You have a long history of ignoring my commands. You haven't done a thing that I've taught you to do. Return to me so I can return to you, says the God of the angel armies. So what's happening? Here is God. And it says it is the God who never changes. This is very important to understand and to remember. God is saying he never changes. He's telling them, listen, what I'm about to tell you is important never change and this is important because in the very next verse God is going to say something that not I'm saying or someone else is saying but he is saying the God that never changes he says you ask but how do we return God (laughs) well begin by being honest do honest people rob God but you rob me day after day you ask how have we robbed you how have we stolen from you well The tithe and offering, that's how. And now, now, remember, this is God speaking, the God that never changes, the God of everything. He's saying, and now you are under a curse, the whole lot of you, because you've been robbing me. Bring your full tithe to the temple, which is the church, so there will be ample provisions in my temple, in the church. Then test me, test me in this and see if I don't open heaven, itself to you and pour out blessings beyond your wildest dreams what a crazy verse for my part god says i will defend you against the marauders i will protect you i will protect your wheat fields and vegetable gardens against all plunderers <laughs> the message of god of the angel armies how crazy is this what a what a crazy verse but the point is it's a test the God who never changes says that you and I, that you have gone away from his commandments. You are in trouble because you have stolen from me, says God. Have I stolen from me from, from you, God? Well, you haven't thanked me for your income. Now, the curse isn't referring you to your salvation. Jesus lifted that curse. Jesus did that for us on the cross. The curse here that he's talking about is. It means that you can't live the way you want and not expect repercussions, not expect things will happen, right? So how? what do we need to do? First, we need to understand that tithing is a test. Number one, tithing is a test. God is testing our hearts. That's the point. Even if a person argues about this, I think to myself, what spirit is this person carrying? Why are they even arguing about tithing? I mean, The God who gave them everything, the God who gave them his son is saying, you keep 90%, 10% belongs to me. So number one, it's a test. Number two, it's a two-way test. We get tested, but also God says, test me. See if I won't look after you. He says, I want to look after you. I want you to test me. I want you to believe that 90% with me goes further than 100% with you because it's all about faith right and God says you have not done everything I asked by keeping this from me and number three you gotta understand tithing is biblical some people say tithing is old testament and it's under the law and the new testament is grace well that's crazy tithing came number one before the law and number two there are many laws we use as principles under grace, for example, thou shalt not commit adultery is under the law. Now, does that mean we can now just go and do it under grace? No, we shouldn't go and commit a, a, adultery. Thou shalt not murder is under the law. Now, does that mean we can just go and murder someone because we're under grace? No, that's crazy, it's ridiculous. Even Jesus said, We need to tithe. So, in a moment. We're going to give you, you know what, in a moment I'm going to ask you to make a lifestyle commitment today to honor and worship God with the 10% that belongs to Him. You will definitely see your life change. I mean, there are countless testimonies of how God just provides when we honor Him and give Him back what belongs to Him. Now, I don't want you to live under a curse. So, let's pray and let's give. Father God, I thank you for everyone who gives. Thank you, God, for opening up our budgets and help us and giving us seed to sow. God, I pray a blessing over everyone who gives. In Jesus' name, amen. You can go ahead and give. Hey everyone if you're new here my name is Antoine it's great to have you with us today now today we're starting a new series called mind games Blah. and we're going to be looking at how to hack your mind not literally get a hacksaw but how do we change the way we think i mean have you ever had a had a uh, uh, have you ever played those mind games where where you you look at pictures and they're like you see one thing but then when you look again someone else sees something else For example, look at these optical illusions. Look at this one. And what about this one? And lastly, look at this crazy one. Now, although these are pretty trippy, what this shows us is that we can't always rely on what our mind is telling us. Now, I realized recently that much of my work as a dad and as a leader is to help people with the war in their minds now all of us if you think about it all of us have thoughts on a daily basis You, you, you should have thoughts on your daily basis and you have different thoughts for example your thoughts might say you're stupid you're ugly you're fat you can't do this you're a loser now I had one guy tell me pastor A sometimes these thoughts are so loud I have to put my earphones on just to try and block out the noise in my head. Now, I don't know about you. This is real, man. And often I battle in my mind. The battle that I have in my mind is the thoughts of faith and the thoughts of fear. So I often want to trust God. And yet at the same time, I want to have control of the situation. And maybe you're like this as well. Maybe you can walk in one moment full of faith and you full, feel full of spiritual confidence, like, yeah, I can do this. And then that God is with you, He's for you, and you're going to do great things with Jesus. And then the next moment, you have this crippling insecurity inside of you that paralyzes you and that holds you back. Now, what I discovered is that the mind, is really the battlefield isn't it and most of life's battles are won or lost in our mind now what you said to your child a moment ago what you felt when he or she said that or what you felt on the inside or the thoughts that came to your mind when he or she did something unmento- unmentionable to you like shouting for Western in province <laughs> When you react it, guess what? It is a result of a thinking pattern. And the more I've studied scripture and the more I've looked at, at what neuroscience is telling us, we, I come to the conclusion that most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. So how do we hack our mind? How do we win the war in our mind? Because we don't want to say those things to our kids. We don't want to feel, we don't want other people to have control in the way we feel. Now, the good news is that God's word is powerful. It's not, just there to, it's, it's not just there to help you, but to transform you and to renew your mind with truth. It's not just there to help us like, yeah, God's amazing, but it's also there to help to transform us. So today, if you've got a Bible, you can turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and we're going to look at a guy called Paul. And over the next couple of weeks, we are going to actually stay in this passage, and we're going to get into the mind of a guy called Apostle Paul. Now, it's interesting to look at him. I mean, I mean, have you ever heard of the ultimate warrior? Like, yeah, ultimate warrior. Now, in many ways, Paul was what I call the ultimate warrior, the ultimate thought warrior. When you look back at his life, you'll notice very early on and you'll see him become a follower of Jesus. And then we watch as Jesus renews his mind over time. He thought a certain way, but then over time, Jesus begins to transform the way he thinks. For example, in Romans chapter 7. You see this battle in his mind. He says, for example, and you and I can identify with this. He says, the things I do want to do, (laughs) I don't do. (laughs) You you can relate, right? I don't want to eat that chocolate at 7 to 9 o'clock at night. But oh my word, cat not just come here? (laughs) He says, the things that I don't want to do, I end up doing. And the things that I want to do I can't seem to do and it almost sounds crazy with the thoughts in his mind like I want to I can't I can't I won't I won't help me now we're going to watch him progress throughout his life and his ministry as he learns to wage this war against the lies and the attack in his mind how he how he faces these mind games and how he actually overcomes them we're going to see how he captures Wrong thoughts. If you play Call of Duty, you know a lot about capturing the flag. How he captures the wrong thoughts and he replaces them with truth. And then he wins the war in his mind. And this is what the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. They started with the verse 3. It says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. No, it's not. On the contrary, he says, He's writing this WhatsApp to the church in Corinth. On the contrary, the weapons that we have have divine power to demolish strongholds. Exclamation mark, emoji face, face, a gift sent from Paul. Now the Greek word here for power is the word dunamis. And it means explosive, kaboom, kabooey. You know, it means the miraculous power of God think of the word dynamite this is actually where we get our word dynamite from and then the word stronghold might seem a little bit weird and a little bit crazy because it's not really a word that we use in our everyday life like you go to spy oh, i'm in a stronghold they're like what? What's wrong with this guy so what is a stronghold now the stronghold comes from the greek word okurumo, and it's a military stronghold it, it was like a fortress that it was often built in the middle of a city. Now, this fortress would then be surrounded by a wall, right, that would go literally about seven meters deep under the ground. And then inside this fortress, inside this stronghold, they would keep military officials, high-ranking officials, not BTS, not Billie Eilish, military officials. They would be kept there during the battle to keep them safe. Or it might be a place where they would keep prisoners of war to guide them, to guard them from the enemy attacking and getting them back. Now when you play Roblox, you'll totally understand what a stronghold is. Now think about this. Paul is writing with the idea in mind that you and I understand and that the church understand that the devil, he's our spiritual enemy and he wants to attack your mind. And he wants to create a prison, a stronghold of deception in our minds. So that you believe something that's untrue and then he takes you away from God's healing and away from God's calling on your life. Nothing will take you further away from God's calling than the way we think. So what does the devil do? The devil tries to shape your thinking. It's like dough and he tries to shape it. One lie at a time until you become a prisoner of deception. What does the devil tell you? He says, you can't trust people. Let let me use a voice. You'll never succeed. You're always going to be broke. You're never gonna have a good marriage. God doesn't hear you when you pray. God doesn't care about you. You're never gonna make a difference. You're never going to amount to anything. Don't know why the devil is a (laughs) Russian. Now, as I've studied the mind and as I've studied both scripture and science, what I've discovered is this, and you can write this down. Are you ready? What I've discovered is through the scripture and through science is this that our lives are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. Our lives, the way we live, the way we speak, the way we act, are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts whatever dominates us up here will be reflected out there in our lives what we tend to think comes out in our life and both science and both scripture agrees in this in fact I've done a lot of research on cognitive behavior psychology I even studied at UNISA for a couple of years and it shows us that a lot of our problems are actually related to wrong thought processes Some relational challenges, some eating disorders, some addictions, some forms of anxiety are actually a result of stinking thinking. My coach used to say, Antoine, that's stinking thinking. Let's get rid of stinking thinking. And that's exactly what science is saying. The reason why many of us have stinking lives is because of our stinking thoughts. We're going to do a thought audit. We're going to do an audit on our thoughts. then we're going to see what we actually think about. Too many people do things, but they don't think about what they think about. Say that fast. So I'm going to show you three categories, right? And these three categories will determine where you actually fall on the thought audit list. Where is the spectrum, the spectrum that your thoughts lie? So the first scale that I want to look at is the contrasting mindset. So you'll see there's a worried, and a peaceful on each end. Then there are numbers one to ten. Now look at the scale. I'm going to ask you questions. Are you characterized by worried thoughts, by panic, anxiety, fear, or would you say that your thoughts are typically characterized on the other side of the spectrum, being full of peace? Well, we'll start on the left. Okay, do you tend to wake up? And have your mind completely drift towards fear. So the first thing that comes to your mind when you wake up. You know, I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about my health. Uh, I'm worried about the economy. I'm worried about my job. I'm worried about the state of the world. I'm worried about what's going on in Afghanistan. I'm worried about what's going on in the ANC and the DA and the EFF. And, and, and everything in the world, everything's just heading to chaos is that, are those the first thoughts that are going through your mind when you wake up? Or do you seem to think, okay, I'm in this situation, I'm giving God my peace and he's going to give me peace that surpasses all my human ability to understand. And then you begin to sense his presence, you begin to sense his goodness, and you begin to feel his presence and his spirit within you. And even when things don't make sense, and even when things aren't easy, are you more when you wake up and you're in a difficult situation moving towards peace are you auditing your thoughts are your thoughts more characterized by worry or by peaceful thoughts and this is a supernatural peaceful this is peace that comes from God so second category would be this negative and positive there's the scale again from one to ten negative or positive are you ready here we go When you wake up when you go throughout your day do your thoughts drift towards negative to the negative or do they drift towards the positive do you wake up and find yourself like negative and critical of people like oh not her again oh i'm gonna see him again oh i'm gonna email him again oh i'm gonna see that person on zoom again oh my goodness you know do you immediately assume the worst instead of believing the best do you look at your day, you look at your dying and you're like, oh goodness, this day's gonna suck. It's gonna be a bad day. It's gonna be a rough day. I'm always so busy. I never get time for myself. There's not enough time for me, myself, and Irene. When you wake up, do you think to yourself, okay, the world's gonna go to hell, she needs to go to hell, everything is just sucks. Or do you wake up with a song in your mind, in your heart, and you're like, yeah, positive faith. You know, we can do this. I can do this. God, man, and you just start singing and you love it. And you wake up and you feel to yourself, God is within me. He will help me overcome. I'm looking at my diary. I see who I'm going to face, but Jesus is in me. And I'm going to be positive because no matter what life throws at me today, because I know the challenges that I'm facing, guess what? I am going to be positive because I can look at the cross and I can look at the resurrection and I see that Jesus overcame it all. And when I go to the end of this book, I can see that we win. So I can overcome this. So where do your thoughts drift to? And the last one, the third category. Do your thoughts tend to turn to go towards worldly thoughts or eternal thoughts? Worldly or eternal? Ask yourself this. When it comes to what you think about Are your thoughts more worldly towards the things of this world that's just temporary? Or do they tend to drift towards the eternal, towards things that, you know, is going to last forever? Many people don't think about this, but we're on this earth only for a finite number of days. Now your thoughts might be more worldly. When you are more concerned about what you have, what you wear, and what you look like, whether you're going to get the new iPhone or the new X phone or the new Nikes, um, who liked your post on Instagram, who hot you on TikTok like, yeah, this is amazing. woo. And you're so worried about what everyone else thinks. Or do your thoughts drift towards the eternal, which is God has given you a life to steward, And He's given you gifts to use. And we've got 80 years to use them. And what you have is actually to be invested and given to make a difference in the lives of the people around you and in the kingdom of God. So when everything else burns away, your life will count eternally. And that's where your mind goes. Every day when you do something, you think to yourself, okay, does this have eternal value in my life? How does this impact the kingdom of heaven and my neighbor? Or is it just all about you, yourself, and I? So what we're doing today is we're just laying a foundation that we'll build upon in the weeks to come. But I want to share with you two, just two foundational truths or two foundational thoughts that we're going to build upon. Are you ready? The first one is this. What is the biggest mental stronghold that's holding you back? What is the biggest mental stronghold that's holding you back? You might think over and over and over again, man, I'm not good enough. My past is too bad for God to use me. Or I can't trust people. I can't go to church. The church has hurt me. I can't trust people. I can't trust my children. Or I'm always going to battle with my weight. I'm never going to make enough money I'm not going to be good enough to find someone good I can never be close to God because of x y z and we have a whole laundry list of why we shouldn't succeed in life or I'll never be in a job that'll help me succeed in life or I'll never find someone who will love me or all of my relationships are always going to break down because Antoine I only date psychos and people with shorts Lord, help me. <laughs> Whatever that is, right? Whatever the negative thoughts are you want. I watched a young, 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 Now, If you find yourself identifying your negative thoughts, what I want you to do is I want you to embrace the reality, the reality that those negative thoughts, that they are changing your chemical makeup of your brain. This is why thoughts are so critical. They are literally changing the makeup of your brain. The reason is because every thought creates a neurochemical change in your body. When you think that, you know, when you think a positive thought, you get a surge of rewarding neurotransmitters in your brain. Like, oh, I'm amazing. And your brain goes, and guess what it does? It releases legal, illegal, and exciting drug called dopamine. It's legal and it's powerful. And every time your brain drops some dopamine, You get this hit like, "Mm -hmm. oh, wow, that was a positive thought. This is amazing. And you get this thrill. It's like, oh, wow, this is a good thought. I feel good. This is amazing. Someone you like and respect comments on your latest Instagram post. And guess what? You get a dopamine hit. Just like, oh, wow. You know, someone says, oh, girl, your hair looks great. And you're like, oh, what? This is amazing. It's dopamine. You know, Joy texts me and she says, I'm thinking about you come home soon, XXX, dopamine, (laughs) yeah, I am Hulk, (laughs) you know, it's a positive surge that's released in your brain and it makes you feel good, now what's so interesting is the more often you think a thought, science tells us it's easier to think that thought again, so the more we think of thought, it's easier to think that same thought again, so once you think a thought, You create a neural pathway in your brain. It's like a a highway in your brain. And literally, we have like billions of neural pathways, highways in our brain. And the more often we think that thought, the more connections there is in our mind to start thinking that thought again. And before long, whatever we've been thinking, will become our default thought and guess what happens that becomes our stronghold whether positive or negative see if you believe a lie for long enough you start to be impacted as if that lie was true if you believe a lie for long enough you start to be impacted as if that lie were true you get stuck in a rut i'm not pretty I'm not pretty and these neurological pathways begin to follow and all of a sudden that becomes a stronghold. If I walk out of my front door for example and I walk onto the lawn for a hundred days straight up and down my lawn. If I walked on my lawn every day for a hundred days what would happen? I would create a path on my lawn right? Now if my mind if for a hundred days straight I think on a lie I start to believe a lie and I create a neural pathway through my brain and I start forming like what I did on my lawn in my mind. Now, with God's help, what we're going to do is we're going to renew our minds. We're going to stay off that old path. And if I stay off that old path for 100 days, if I stay off of my lawn for 100 days, guess what happens? The grass grows back. All of a sudden, there's more resistance. And it's not as easy to walk there again, right? So if I begin to forge a new pathway in my brain towards the truth of God, and then the truth ultimately sets me free, guess what? All of a sudden, that resistance to the old, there's more resistance to the old, and I'm forming a new pathway. I love science. God created science. And in Romans 12 verse 2, Paul says it this way. He said, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world now we could maybe say uh, it it like this uh, don't be conformed to the wrong ways of thinking he said but be transformed okay Paul how am I transformed it's like okay if you want to change if you want to have a great life if you want to do things differently you are transformed by the renewing of your mind so here's your assignment practically are you ready here's your assignment identify the biggest stronghold that's holding you back right now whether you're in school at uni a mom dad or single whatever it is. identify a stronghold that's holding you back right now just one just one we're not going to attack all 1,000 what we're going to do is we're going to start with one what is it for you you might battle with identity you might feel like "Antoine, I'm, I, I just don't feel lovable You might feel like you're not the one. Or you might wrongly believe because you've said it for a thousand days, I'll just never be good enough. Or I don't deserve anything good. Or maybe you're starting over in your love and you're thinking, I just can't do this. I'll always be broke. I'll always be stuck in this right. There are haves and there are have nots, and I'm just a have not. You feel helpless. you feel worthless and you kind of feel life is pointless and anxiety and fear overwhelms you all I want you to do is take one stronghold name it name that stronghold because you cannot defeat what you don't define identify your biggest stronghold right that's point number one and then point number two this is your assignment write this down name the truth that will demolish that stronghold. Name the truth that's going to destroy the stronghold. What is the stronghold? What is the truth that's going to replace the stronghold? Destroy the stronghold? Why is truth so important? A lot of people say, truth doesn't exist. Really? Have you looked at your bank account? Jesus said this. He said in 8, John 8 verse 32. You will know the truth. And what does the truth do? The truth will set you free see what the lie does it puts you in a spiritual straitjacket you can't move and some of you you your life has been based on a lie and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free and the truth will help you And, and scripture says and i'm going to look at it again it says and paul says the truth jesus said the truth will set you free So what is the stronghold that's keeping you prisoner in this closet in your life? You need to take it and you need to destroy it and you need to demolish it with the truth of Jesus. What does it say in 2 Corinthians? We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And here's what we do. We take it captive. We take every negative thought captive. We take every lie captive. You know, we take the lies as our prisoners. We take those thoughts captive and we make them, what do we do? We make them obedient to Christ. We take your thoughts and we put them on the word of God. And we're like, now you will submit to what Jesus says about me, to what Jesus says about my family, to what Jesus said about my finances. Thoughts, you aren't my God. Jesus is my God. God's divine power has given me everything that I need to do. He's given me the time to do what He's called me to do. He's given me the strength to do what He's called me to do. When I'm weak, His strength is made perfect in me. When I'm tired, I get His strength. When I feel stressed, I, get, I lean on Him. I get His power. I've got the same spirit that raised Jesus from the grave. That spirit is dwelling inside of me. That is my truth. His power is there for me when I don't feel like I have what it takes. He has given me everything that I need for this life and for godliness. And you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. So you've got to ask yourself, what's the driving lie That has held you back. What is the truth. That will set you free. But the truth is. I can do all things. Through Jesus. Who gives me the strength. When I'm weak. He is strong. Because he makes me strong. Maybe it's time for some of you. Just to let go and to let God. You got to remember. You are fearfully. And wonderfully made by the grace of God. He's given you gifts to make a difference in this world. Do not listen to the lies of the enemy. It stops today. God's word tells me that I am an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and the words of my testimony. I am not what others say I am. I'm not even who the lies tell me I am. I am who he says I am and I am fearfully and I am wonderfully made. He knows the hair on my head. He formed me inside of my mother's womb. I'm not some accident part of a protoplasmic soup that I just arrived on a planet out of evolution. No, I was created by an intelligent being called God. He made me for a purpose. I am here for a purpose. Come on. This is so good. This will change your life, I love this stuff. Wow, so as we come close, remember, you cannot have a positive life when you have a negative mind. So what are we gonna do? We are going to capture those lives. get over here. Think Mortal Kombat,
1: get over here.
2: Mortal Kombat is a bit older now. Get over here. That's fine as well. Just get the lie. Right? And then you're going to replace it like Uncali says. Replace it with the truth. And then by the power of God, you will not stay locked in this fortress, in this prison. Because Jesus holds the key. And Jesus sets you free. And you will know the truth. And the truth isn't just a concept. The truth is a person. And His name is Jesus. And He'll set you free. And all you need to do is start with one thought. And you'll be surprised at the quality of your life, how it, will, how it will change in a month's time. Remember, a journey of a thousand miles started with one step. Identify and replace. Say with me, identify and replace. Identify and replace. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank You for Your Word. I want to thank you, God, that you've given us basic instructions, Lord, in how to do life well. And God, your word doesn't deny that we'll go through stuff, but your word equips us on how to go through stuff. And God, today I want to pray for all of us, every person watching, regardless of the age or the season in their life. God, we all have thoughts and fortresses and strongholds in our minds, but God, we are submitting it to you, Holy Spirit. Help us not to conform to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. By getting into your word, by spending time with you. God, to get rid of our stinking thinking. and oh Lord, to trust you, what you say about us. And God, we know you're not against medicine. And God, we, we know, you know right now some of you might be thinking, Oh, is Antoine saying I must get rid of medicine? No, that's not what we're saying. What we are saying is, take, the, take a hold of the lie and replace it with the truth of God and God I pray as we start this journey Lord that lives will be changed marriages will be transformed Lord and God I just see and I speak over young men and young women and children God who will go forward in our nation God and they will accomplish impossible things because they are secure in who they are in you and what you've called them to do they don't need to compare themselves to Tom Dick and Harry on Instagram they can just look to your word and know that they are fearfully and wonderfully made. If you're listening right now, you need to know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God loves you. And then how do I know that? Because he sent his son to die for you on the cross. So that he could make a way for you and I to live with him for eternity. The Bible says that sin separates us from God. And the only way back to god is through jesus not our good works our good thoughts or even other gods only jesus so if you want to give your life to jesus right now just pray this prayer over me say jesus i give you my life i give you my thoughts i give you i give you everything all that i am holy spirit come and fill me now i declare that you died on a cross to save me and you rose again on the third day to give me new life. Transform me today, Lord. I declare that today, I am a new person. I am saved, set free, healed, and delivered because of you, Jesus. Father, I declare healing. God, I declare purpose. And God, I declare destiny of every person who's watching this. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
0: Wow, how good is that? If you've prayed that prayer or if you want to get connected and be part of what we're doing here at Revo, you can email us right now and we'll get you hooked up. Have a great week. We love you. And remember, you are a revolutionary.